Thank you for listening to this message from Tree of Life Church. Our prayer is that it will be a blessing to you and that you will find it helpful for life. So open up your heart to receive God's word for you. Now are you ready for the word? Come on, that's why we came, right? We came came for the word. Our foundation in life. It's what we base and build our life on, our word. And the word's the word, whether you're on live stream, you uh, you can go to the website and get on live stream or Facebook live. The word is the word, no matter where you are and watching and listening, so we're excited about that. We've been in a series, I I kicked it off two weeks ago, and and then Pastor Rob um, ministered last weekend on it. I'm going to interrupt the series for today, and then we'll pick it back up next week, whether we're live or uh, here in person or online or uh, whatever that looks like. We'll pick the series back up. I felt needed to interrupt it just to talk a little bit today on something that God put in my heart. I want to, you know, we're, we're looking at the situation in the world today and we're, we're getting all kinds of things that we need to do. Follow the CDC rules and, and keep clean. And if you're not feeling good, don't engage with other people and, you know, all that kind of stuff. That is so important. Hand sanitizer, wash your hands for 20 seconds. All that stuff is things we need to be doing. It seems like there is a, a natural plan that helps us have some practical application to walk through things like this in a moment like this. But understand, that's not always the battle. And and sometimes it's easier to fight that battle because you have some tangible, practical things to do. But I think sometimes in a moment like this, the real battle is with fear. Is with fear. And how is it that we are to walk through a situation like that, applying practical, applicable steps to our life, and then still manage the fear piece because fear is something that will just, and we see that, right? You see it now, you turn on the news, you see all that and, and you see just fear and panic and a lot of things that are happening are results of all that. How can we, a people of faith, walking in the reality of the seriousness of what's happening in life, tap into that position of fear, I mean of faith and not of fear, not be moved by that. And so today I wanna to speak to you on, on you, have to, you have to fight the fear. I mean, you just can't act like it didn't happen. You just can't deny or not acknowledge something's going on. You have to do some intentional things to push through, to connect with the one who's greater than what's happening in the world. So my message today is fight the fear. So let's take a look in Joshua, how, how important it is for us to do that. Joshua 1, 5, wonderful passage of scripture. Joshua 1, 5 through 9. And we want to understand how to fight the fear, how important it is. And so here's a story where Joshua has now taken over. He's leading the children of Israel. They've been wandering the wilderness for 40 years because of some rebellion or disobedience. Now God's ready to take them into the promised land and he's gonna work through Joshua to do that. And so he comes and has this encounter and speaks to Joshua and tells him, he gives him all these great promises and he says, man, I'm gonna do this and nobody's gonna be able to stand before you and and your people will inherit this and all this stuff. But three times in this passage, this short passage, he gives us, uh, he tells us, he says, but you're gonna have to be strong and of good courage. And it wasn't like he was speaking to the opposition of the armies or of the things that he had faced. He was speaking to an opposition that came from within him. It wasn't the outside opposition, it was an inside opposition that God was encouraging him in. And so let's take a look, and let's take a look here at Joshua 1, starting in verse 5. No man, Joshua, shall be able to stand before you, or nothing shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. Let me say it this way. Nothing shall be able to stand before you, Don, Jessamy, Lemoyne, Judy, insert name here. Nothing shall be able to stand before you, Tree of Life Church, that's happening in the world today, all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. You will not be alone. But be strong and of good courage because you're going to have a chance to get in some fear. There's going to be obstacles. There's going to be opposition. 
I'll never leave you or forsake you, but you're going to have moments that you're going to have to deal and wrestle with fear. For to this people, you shall divide as an inheritance the land which I swore before the fathers. I'm still going to bless you. I'm still going to prosper you. I still have good for you, but you're going to have to work through some fear. Only be strong and very courageous that you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you because fear is going to come and you're not going to want to do the things I've asked you to do. You have a challenge to be more moved by what's happening around about you than what I've instructed you to do. He says, do not turn from it to the right hand or the left hand. It doesn't matter if this, it doesn't matter that. Stay steady on the things and purposes of God that you may prosper wherever you go. I can prosper you in the middle of all this. Trust me, stay steady. Don't look around and get moved or worried by it. Be strong and courageous. goes on to say, this book of the law shall not depart. My word, my plan, my truth still stands. It's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Shall not depart from your mouth, so speak it out and declare it. But you shall meditate in it day and night. And in order to speak it out, you gotta meditate in it. So let's make sure we're speaking things of faith, not fear. Amen. No matter what we're here, we're allowed. Hey, listen, can I tell you just in a short period of days, I have been over devouring news and it totally messed with me. And I just had to stop. Actually, I can't do this. I had to put a stop to that because that allowed that stuff in me. And I had to like, man, I had to clear my mind. I had to cleanse my heart, if you will, and get back in and let the word kind of bring that out because I started listening to that stuff. Meditate day and night that you may observe to do according to that which is written in it. For then... You will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and of good courage a third time. Do not be afraid nor be dismayed for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Joshua, there's gonna be a lot of obstacles in your way. A lot of things happening around about you. The promised land is before you. I'm still moving with you. I'm gonna be with you. All these things that I promised, there's great promises there. But listen, you're gonna have an opportunity to get into fear, but be strong and of good courage. Be strong and of good courage, Tree of Life Church, today. God still has promises that what is happening today does not change that. It doesn't, why we don't walk denying, we don't walk in denying that those things are happening around about us and the seriousness and reality of it, but we do acknowledge that there is a higher power, God, amen, operating and working in our life, but we have to be courageous enough to continue on and stay steadfast in what he has for us and what he's asking us to do. And I, and it, it, I, I, I sense that, that what he's saying here to Joshua is lock in a spirit of courage. Fight the fear. Don't give in to what's happening around about you. Trust me. No matter what, do not give in to fear. For fear seeks to paralyze your faith. Fear seeks to stop your destiny. Talked about inheritance, prosperity, success. Do not be afraid for I am with you. So the key to conquering, he's telling Joshua, Joshua, the key to conquering what's going on the key to your life to conquer what's happening is locking in a bold and courageous spirit, a spirit that says there is nothing that can keep me from fulfilling what God has for me. I'm in this world, but I'm not of this world. And greater is he that's in me than he that's in this world. In this passage, God says to Joshua three times, be strong and of good courage for three different reasons. And I want to share that with you this morning. In the first place, the first time is in verse six. He says, be strong and courageous. Notice He says, fight the fear for the people's sake. Joshua, be strong and courageous for the people's sake. Tree of life, be strong and courageous for the people's sake. Body of Christ, 
be strong and courageous for the people's sake. You know, we have, someone had mentioned and said something about social responsibility. What's our social responsibility? And we are paying very close attention to that. We're protecting those that are most vulnerable. We're listening to the government officials. We are being very socially responsible, I believe. But listen, there's also a spiritual responsibility that happens for a believer. We need, the body of Christ, the church needs to take some spiritual responsibility on what's happening in the world today and not give in to the fear and be moved by all that and stand up and take a stand. We don't violate or go against the authority but we can still take and stand in a place of spiritual responsibility and fight the fear. And Joshua says that when you take spiritual responsibility in this situation, it will benefit the people. So I don't know where you're at, but can I say this morning, we need to fight the fear for the sake of the people. Because bold and courageous is as contagious as fear. And what we see is this overwhelming sense of panic and fear, not denying the reality of what's happening, but listen, fear is contagious, but so is boldness and courage. And so he's saying, Joshua, it's important for you to fight the fear because it's going to impact the people. And let's take a look at what it says, in fact, in verse 6, and go back to right there in verse 6. It says, be strong and of good courage, for to this people you shall divide it as an inheritance, the land which I swore your fathers to give them. When you take a stand against fear, there are people connected to you that will respond the way you respond. See, a lot of people benefit from it if you're able to stand against fear. Your family will benefit from it. Your friends, your neighbors, your coworkers, your community, your church, all will benefit when you take a stand against fear or when you fight the fear. There are people in your life that will benefit from your faith. So if you can be bold and courageous and overcome your fears and worries, there are a lot of people connected to you that will enter into things because of your courage. Just as like there's a lot of people connected to you that will enter into things because of your fear. And so he's saying, Joshua, you need to be bold and courageous during this time for the sake of the people. There are people that are connected to either your fear or your courage. So fear not or fight the fear for the people's sake. And then he says this, he tells them also that we need to fight the fear for your own sake, which is funny, but God's concerned about you too. It's not just about other people, but he started with the others, but now he says, and fight your fear for your own sake. Take a look in Joshua 1, 7 through 8. He says this in Joshua 1, 7 through 8. Only be strong and very courageous, the second place, that you may observe to do all according to the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. It says, do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left, that you may prosper wherever you go, you may prosper. Goes on to say this. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do all according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. Do you realize in the midst of a crisis, you can make your way prosperous. You can have good success. So he says, you need to fight the fear for your own sake, for your own well-being. That in the midst of what's happening and with the economy, in the midst of this scenario, the situation that we find ourselves in this crisis, you can still trust God, follow God, fight the faith, and find a way to prosper and find success. Because we're part of God's economy, amen? We're part of God's kingdom when you follow God's way and his plans and his purposes. He doesn't want you just to use your courage to bless others. He wants to use your courage to bless you. Jeremiah 29, 11, foundational scripture. You see it on the wall in the, in the main lobby. Probably most of us can quote this. He says this, for I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you a future and a hope. And that has not changed. God has not changed. But here's the thing. You have to believe this enough to overcome your fear. 
You can quote scripture all day long, and I hope that you do, but you have to believe it to overcome. So don't draw back, don't run away, don't quit, don't get discouraged. Believe that I can raise you up, God says, in the middle of this, Joshua. I can do things in this time and in you and through you so that you can have good success and you can prosper for your own sake. Listen, let me say it this way. God did not bring you or us this far to let you down. I mean, God's got a lot invested in God has a lot invested in some of you, right? It's like, and you know what I'm talking about right now. It's like, God didn't bring, come on. God didn't deliver you miracles, bring you this far to let you go and just leave you alone during this time. He's invested a whole lot. He's invested so much. He invested his son, the life of his son. He's not going to let you go. He's not going to leave you behind. He hasn't abandoned you. He hasn't left you. And this church has been here 38 and a half years. And so if we don't have to, we can't physically meet for a service next week, hey, God hasn't abandoned us. We'll just jump online, a whole bunch of us, and have an amazing online service and experience. Amen? God hasn't brought us this far to leave us alone. He's not through with you. Here's what you need to know about God. God's a finisher. He's a finisher. He brings things to completion. He's got a lot invested in you, too much for it to stop now. He's not done with you. He's not done with us yet. Philippians 1.6 says this, being confident, you need to be confident in this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. He's He's gonna bring you through this. He's not done with you yet. The plans he has for you have not changed. It may look a little different right now, but he is not finished. And we need to trust him and keep moving forward. Listen, God started something in you, so he's not going anywhere. He's not going to let something come in and do that. You need to trust him. Keep going with you. Keep doing what God told you. Matthew 6, 27, put it in your notes, but we know this. Can anyone by worrying add one hour to our life? No, we cannot. You're either, and here's why I wrote, you're either going to be a worrier or a warrior. Which are you going to be? Hey, and I'm just going to tell you right now, I'm not leading a church of warriors. I'm here to lead a church of warriors, and that's what I'm here for. This community does not need a church of warriors. Can I tell you, without being disrespectful, without even thinking of any particular body of believers, there's a lot of church of warriors. God needs warriors to stand up during these times, amen? He needs warriors to take spiritual responsibility, social responsibility. And we need to be a people that are willing to to fight for the fights, the fight of faith, the Bible says, amen? Hey, listen, isn't it amazing? I was thinking about this. Isn't it amazing? Isn't it really cool that how, how God pressed upon our hearts at the beginning of this year to designate 2020 as a first fruit year? that we were going to deepen our spiritual disciplines in the things of God. Who knew at that moment in time, other than God, perhaps, and maybe some people in China, I don't know. But who knew at that moment in time, I don't know. I don't want to make any political statements. Who knew at that moment in time that we would be right here? But guess what, Tree Life? We've already, before this ever happened, we've already ramped up our spiritual, we've already leaning into God in a greater capacity if you're fasting with us and praying with us and, and nights of worship with us. We already begun that. Hey, and we can take it another level. But this isn't in reaction to something. We were not reactionary. We were proactive. And listen, because we believe that God is a good God and a faithful God and that he 
It's compelling us to keep moving forward, and we are warriors, not worriers. I, I love that. He'd already impressed upon our hearts to ramp up our spiritual disciplines. We've already increased our spiritual activity before we ever rolled into this. And we can take it up another notch. Second Timothy 1.7 says this, for God has not given us a spirit of? Yeah. And it's a spirit, but a power, love, and a sound mind. So it has to be addressed spiritually. Just taking the natural actions and strategies that are important and necessary to do does not necessarily address the issue in your heart. So you need to address the spirit of fear with the spirit of power, which means you got to engage the Holy Spirit in you in a greater capacity. And then you just don't wish away the spirit of fear. You have to address it with the spirit of love, power, love, love, which means that you're proactive and loving people around about you. And this time you need to especially love the elderly, love those that are most vulnerable to this. Ask if you can go to the grocery store, give them one of your rolls of toilet paper you've been hoarding. Just give it to them. Love it. Nothing says love right now than a roll of toilet paper. So, <laughs> Spirit of love, the body of Christ needs to rise up, not only in the spirit of power and take authority and rebuke the enemy and rebuke sickness and disease, we need to rise up in the spirit of love. And love has hands and feet. Love has action. And then, instead of the spirit of fear, he's given us the spirit of a sound mind, meaning we can make wise decisions during this time. We're not making emotional decisions. We're not making fearful decisions. We can make wise decisions at this time. And that's what he has intends for us. And so that's what we're about. Fight the fear spiritually. Lean in. Press in. God's invested a lot in us. 38 years, 38 and a half years this church. Hey, we've been through a lot. Can I tell you, this isn't the first pandemic that this world has ever faced, and it won't be the last? Let's learn something. Let's grow through this, right? Let's do what God's asked you to do in this moment. So we have to make sure that we're taking that. We can't be paralyzed by the, by the spirit of fear. So I, I want to say this. I heard somebody say this, and, and, and I'm acclaiming it for me, not for me saying it or quoting it, but in my life. But here's what I heard, here's what was said. In every major transition in life, there has to be a fresh baptism in courage. Let me read that again. In every major transition in life, there has to be a fresh baptism in courage. Or God filled us with boldness, filled us with courage. Because the transition means we're stepping into a place that we've never been before. And so just as God was taking Joshua and the people to the promised land, the promised land, but they were going to face opposition. There needs to be, as he's saying right here, a baptism and courage. Can I just say, perhaps you and I, Tree of Life, and the body of Christ today, before we move on, right? This is the first fruits of a new decade. We're stepping into a new transition. We need to step up and be baptized in the boldness and courage of God. Amen? Rise up into that place and press into the things of God like never before. Okay, so fear not, or fight the fear for the people's sake. Fight the fear for your own sake. And fight the fear for the Lord's sake. Fight the fear for the Lord's sake. And that's funny to say, but look at Joshua 1.9. Here's what it says, Joshua 1.9. Have I not commanded you, this is the third be strong statement, be strong and of good courage, do not be afraid nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. God is with you wherever you go. It's not just your name that's on the line, his name is on the line. Well, I thought you were a Christian. You're just acting like everybody else in the world. Can I tell you to turn off the Christianity as Christians? (laughs) There's a lot of Christians giving God a bad name. Come on, let's not be that, let's not be that Christian. Let's not be that church. A lot of churches giving God a bad name. 
And that's why the world doesn't take seriously sometimes some of the things the church wants to do. It's like, we have to understand, hey, we can stand in a place and fight the fear for the Lord's sake, because God is the answer. We need to turn to God, not to government or CDC. Those things are important. Don't, don't, don't misunderstand me in this. But listen, his name's at stake. So he's going to give you and equip you with everything you need so his name and his renown and his reputation goes forth. His name, his reputation goes with, let me give you an example. I love King David. I love the stories in the Old Testament about King David, his mighty men, if you're familiar with, he had some mighty men that did amazing, amazing, incredible things. And so King David's mighty men, in 2 Samuel 23, it lists three mighty men. The first one's name is Adino, Adino. Adino's listed in there because it says Adino, one of David's mighty men, killed 800 Philistines at one time in one battle. Killed 800 men at one time. He placed himself in a narrow pass and he held off and killed 800 Philistines. He did it against insurmountable odds. He defeated 800 men. And if you were able to ask a dino, why did you face insurmountable odds, overwhelming odds? Why would you do that? He would have said, because my king told me to. Because my king put me there. Because I was fighting for my king. I was fighting for my king's name. I was fighting for my king's reputation. And it's amazing that Idino, that if you were to ask him, what, what, what were you doing there? Is I was fighting for my king. I think the other thing Idino would sort of told you was, Idino is sore. Yeah. All right. That didn't go over well in first service either. I know. Some of you aren't getting that, obviously, or you would be laughing hysterically. My wife told me that was lame. I said, I know, it's okay. Dinosaur? Okay. Anyways, okay. All right. Okay. I need, I need to move on to the next mighty man of God or whatever. Okay. <laughs> another one of King David's mighty men. Mighty men. Okay. Another one. 2 Samuel 23. Same chapter. Eleazar. It says, Eleazar fought and killed Philistines until his hand was stuck to the sword. He stood there and fought for his king in overwhelming fatigue. He didn't quit, he kept, and they had to pry his fingers apart to get the sword out of his hand. And if you were to ask him, why would you fight with overwhelming fatigue where you had to pry, he would say, because for my king, I'm fighting for my king. And then the third one there, Shama. Shama fought protecting a bean patch. It says, Shama fought protecting a bean patch or a pea patch or a lentil patch, which I wouldn't fight for any of those. <laughs> Take it. It's gross. So it seems, ins- it seems insignificant. Now listen, it seems insignificant, but he fought the Philistines. And if you were to ask him why, it says, because I was stationed there. He was stationed there by his king. I was fighting for my king. My king's name was at stake here. My king's reputation was at stake here. So insurmountable odds, indistinguishable fatigue, insignificant reward, all for their king, his honor and his name. So we fight the fear for the people's sake. We fight the fear for your own sake. And we fight the fear for our king's sake, our King Jesus. So his name and his renown is known. He is the answer. You can run to him in time of crisis. He is a faithful God. He is a miracle working God. He is a big God. That's why I can have peace in the midst of a storm because of my king. That's why I can overcome when everybody else is not because of my king. We stand up and fight for our king. We need to fight the fear. We need to fight the fear. One last story. Disciples in the boat, probably a very familiar story to most of us. Disciples in the boat going on the other side. 
Storm comes, Jesus walks out on the water to greet them. That's the story. In the boat, in the middle of the storm, the disciples are afraid for their life. There's water getting in the boat. They're afraid it's going to sink, and the storm has come, and they're terrified. And listen, I, I just want to say, we're in the middle of a storm. We are. It could be a physical storm, spiritual storm, a financial storm. But the reality is, I'm not denying the, the seriousness of reality. We're, we are in a storm. We have to understand that. The storm is real. But here's the deal. The boat Jesus told the disciples to get in was designed to float on the thing they were afraid of. A boat is built to float on the thing that they're afraid of. The only time the boat sinks is when that which is on the outside gets on the inside and overwhelms it. You and I were designed to float on the crisis and circumstances and storms of this world because greater is he that's in us than he that's in this world. The only time that we'll sink, if you will, is if we allow what's on the outside to overwhelm the inside. And so we need to do what we can do by the person and power and presence of God to make sure that we're sealing the cracks. We're making sure that we're sealing the holes. Some of us are maybe bailing some water. But you know what? That's why we have to lean in to the power and presence of God. That's why we have to breathe in the spirit of God. The band will come on out. That's why it's important because when we keep ourselves what's on the inside healthy and dry, the what's on the outside cannot get in. That's why we have to be people of prayer. That's why we have to be people of the word. That's why we cannot miss. Even if we cannot gather physically, we cannot miss. We have to gather online and in homes so we can keep the outside out and not allow it to come in and overwhelm us. That's what we were created. When we were recreated in the image of Christ, we were recreated in the image of way to float on all the storms of this life, but we must keep that which is on the outside from getting on the inside. We don't deny the storm is real, but we keep our boat sealed through prayer and the word and worship and serving and giving. Because understand, what you feed lives and what you starve dies. So feed your faith, not your fear. You know, I want to just mention one other thing about this story. Sometimes we're afraid of the situation. Sometimes we're afraid of the storm that we are in. And sometimes we're equally, equally afraid of the solution. Because understand what's happening here. Jesus has come walking out on the water and they're looking, whoa, hold on, they're afraid. Is that a ghost? They're terrified. He says, is that a ghost? Is that you? They were afraid of the answer. They were afraid of the solution. And I want to tell you, there are things that we need to do. There are things that the CDC and the health people say, do them. That doesn't mean you're throwing your faith out the window. I'm just going to push through. No, that's foolish. You do what you're supposed to do. Don't be afraid that the solution negates your faith or don't allow the solutions to overwhelm you and turn you into fear. Do what you need to do. But keep the outside outside and keep the inside dry and clean. I'm gonna leave you with this, Matthew 14, 27. It says this, finishing out that story. But immediately Jesus spoke to them. They cried out in fear. Jesus spoke to them saying, be of good cheer. It is I. Do not be afraid. He said three things to them. I want to say these three things to all of us. Do not be afraid. Keep the fear out. Number two, he is with you. Jesus said, I am with you. It is I. And number three, cheer up. Cheer up. 
Our joy doesn't come from this world or the things in this world. It comes from God. It comes from who he is and what he does. If he's with you, fear not and cheer up. Let's not hang our head and walk around. Let's walk in, in, the, in the joy of the Lord. Let's, let's cheer up and cheer other people up in this moment. Why can you do that? Because he is with you. So whom shall we fear? We hope that you enjoyed this message. You can find more messages and information about Tree of Life Church at treeoflifechurch.org. We'd like to invite you to come visit us at 5513 IH35 South in New Braunfels, Texas, or you can watch us on live stream. Thank you again for listening.